Welcome to Sunrise, your weekday podcast bringing you a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture. I'm your host, Tramel Gomes, reporting from the Florida Capitol, as Congress finally passes legislation avoiding a partial government shutdown. Not only keep government open, keep checks flowing to, uh, to our veterans and Social Security recipients and the rest. Governor Ron DeSantis says he's not going anywhere. I'm going to be running uh, for re-election next year. Um, and we're also working on a lot of things in the state beyond just the governor's race. Should Florida just embrace the flamingo and make it the state bird? Folks associate flamingos with Florida. Uh, I think oftentimes they're hearkening more to the plastic lawn variety than they are to the free-flying feathered ones. And Florida Congressman Greg Stubbe scores the big home run in a congressional baseball game. Greg Stubbe with the first pitch and the first swing is going to be a home run. Stubbe out of the ballpark. Today's Sunrise interview is with Julie Wraithmill, Executive Director of Audubon, Florida. As the U.S. declared this week that 23 bird, fish, and other species are now extinct, Wraithmill says it should serve as a wake-up call with a commitment to doing better for all the remaining species. Wraithmill also chimes in on calls by Senator Jeff Brandis to ditch the mockingbird for a more Florida-centric state bird. Soaring above that, we check in on some of the top stories trending around the state and capital, plus we have your calendar of political events and more. But first, a word from our sponsor. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics. Following is a paid political advertisement paid for by Florida Education Champions. Online sports betting, it's legal and it's coming to Florida. With passage of our amendment next year, any tax revenues collected are required to supplement the Florida Educational Enhancement Trust Fund. Hundreds of millions of dollars in new revenue for students and teachers, with more choices and competition for Florida consumers. Be a champion today. Learn more and request your petition at floridaeducationchampions.com. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Friday, October 1st. It's International Day of Older Persons. Also, National Manufacturing Day and International Music Day. On this day in 1971, the Walt Disney World Resort opened. In 1982, Epcot, which stands for Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow, opened as well. The concept was planned by Walt Disney. And in 1890, by an act of the U.S. Congress, Yosemite National Park was created, eventually becoming one of the most heavily visited national parks in the country. With hours to spare, Congress passed legislation which President Biden later signed to avoid a partial federal government shutdown and to keep the government funded through December 3rd. Here is House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Not only keep government open, keep checks flowing to uh, to our veterans and Social Security recipients and the rest. But the battle continues as the political parties dig in on a dispute over how to raise the government's borrowing cap before the country risks a potentially catastrophic default. I noticed the media, no matter how many times you've answered the question about are you considering a run for the presidency in 2024 and you give the same answer, that they still keep asking you. What's your answer to those people that ask again and again? Governor Ron DeSantis made an appearance on his favorite network, Fox News, and shared with talk show host Sean Hannity that he's planning to stick around the Sunshine State. 
I'm not considering anything beyond doing my job. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on in Florida. I'm going to be running uh, for re-election next year. Um, and we're also working on a lot of things in the state beyond just the governor's race. We got school board races, Sean. We want to make sure people are not supporting critical race theory, making sure that... According to Mary Ellen Klaas of the Miami Herald, the governor has released no financial disclosure, reported no campaign expenditures, nor established a campaign treasurer, all required for candidates for statewide office here in Florida. Our Sunrise interview today is one for the birds, literally with Julie Raithmill, Executive Director of Audubon, Florida. This week, the U.S. declared 23 bird, fish, and other species are officially extinct. Raithmill is here to talk about that and a call by Senator Jeff Brandis to ditch the mockingbird for a more Florida-centric state bird. So, Julie Raithmill, welcome to Sunrise. There's a lot of talk about birds this week. Unfortunately, it started off with the sad news of 23 extinctions that the federal government announced that birds are no longer with us, these species. What's going on there? Yeah, many of these were species that haven't been seen in a really long time, decades even. And um, while we have all held out hope that there were a few tucked away in remote areas and the federal government rightly maintained the protected status for them just in case that was true, um, ultimately the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service reached the difficult decision that some of these species simply no longer exist. Um, it's something that many of us, frankly, expected things like the ivory-billed woodpecker, which have been, you know, the holy grail of the South Florida forested wetlands um, for years. And um, But there is, there is kind of a sad finality to it. Um, without that declaration, I think all of us conservationists, deep in our hearts, were hoping that, uh, you know, someday we would find a relic population somewhere. Is it just me? Like, I find this to be like a massive extinction. 23 seems like a lot. Like, I feel like, okay, one, <laughs> two, but like 23, is this a sign of the times of where we are? Or is it just me not being aware that this is just a, a regular occurrence? Um, it's a little bit of both. I mean, one is it's, a, and it's an administrative action. And so they've gone through and done a review of all of these species together, but you're entirely right. We're facing a crisis of biodiversity. You know, many of these species were impacted because of habitat loss. That was definitely the case for the ivory-billed woodpecker as well as the Bachman's warbler. Um, there were also many species that were Hawaiian endemics, birds that occur nowhere else in the world. And many of them had been driven to extinction by invasive species, species that didn't naturally occur there and they had no natural defense to them. And unfortunately, they were lost as a result. Is there hope that there might be like an offspring or something hidden in the in the woods somewhere and, and, and revive a species or is this it? You know, as a biologist, I always hope that I have the humility to understand that we cannot know everything. And so there is a little part of me that recognizes that people cannot be everywhere at all times. And is there a remote chance that that an individual is living out its life somewhere in isolation? Gosh, I hope that's the case. But functionally, um, you know, these these species are gone and we need to acknowledge that and our role in it. And 
commit to doing better because this should not be happening to um, species that we share this special place with. On the other hand, the northern mockingbird has been Florida's state bird for uh, for a long time, but Senator Jeff Brandis has been flapping around and is swooping in to change that. Taking a bite from his lead, what should the state bird be since it's not like a bird that's like, you know, native to Florida? That's like fighting words, Tramel, because that's like asking me to choose between my kids. Um, you know, the challenge is that the mockingbird is a very ubiquitous state bird. There are so many other states that have the mockingbird as their state bird. Um, not that it's a bad bird. It's actually a really interesting bird. It's common that people anywhere in the state can see. And it's a really innovative bird. It's able to mimic an extraordinary repertoire of songs, uh, natural and otherwise, that it may hear. For those of you that may have heard a, a mockingbird, you know, repeating a car alarm, for example, they're, they're extremely um, improvisational. That said, there are folks that say, you know what, it'd be really nice to have something more distinct for Florida. And while the state bird doesn't really confer any protection on the bird, we certainly support the conversation about any state bird because it elevates the importance and acknowledges how birds are an integral part of our quality of life here in Florida. So I've heard folks float the idea of the Florida scrub jay, which is Florida's only endemic species. It occurs nowhere else in the world. Um, something iconic like a pink roseate spoonbill, swallowtailed kite soaring over our cypress swamps. Um, there could be a lot of really exciting candidates. I believe that Senator Brandis's bill doesn't necessarily propose anyone, but simply suggests that the, the mockingbird should no longer be Florida's state bird. Well, famed NRA lobbyist Marion Hammer, as you know, shot down the scrub jays. <laughs> <laughs> being the next state bird. I don't know if that's going to be revived, but I've also heard about the flamingo. Just looking on Twitter's fear, what are your thoughts of the flamingo? The flamingo is a bit more of a storied species. You know, historically, they were... Um, they were more common in Florida, particularly in South Florida. And then they were largely extirpated by the plume trade. People shot them for their feathers. And so we really didn't have flamingos in Florida, except for those that were captive reared for a really long time. Now that said, in the last decade or two, we've started to see flamingos returning to the state naturally. Uh, you know, uh, coming from the Yucatan, coming from the Caribbean. And they're a more common site in South Florida now. And we've even had a few up here in the panhandle where I am. Uh, one arrived at St. Mark's National Wildlife Refuge after Hurricane Michael. There were some additional sightings recently after some of the recent storms a little further to their west. Um, so it is, a, it is a more common bird now than it has been in many decades. That said, it perhaps is not a bird that the majority of Floridians would see on a daily basis in their everyday lives. Does that make it undeserving? Absolutely not. Like I said, I don't choose between my kids, but, um, but certainly when folks associate flamingos with Florida, uh, I think oftentimes they're hearkening more to the plastic lawn variety than they are to the free-flying feathered ones. That is true. So with that, I'd like to thank you so much for taking this time to speak with me. I really appreciate your time. And let's hope for things to turn around and move in the positive direction for the remaining birds that are alive and, and thriving. Absolutely. Thanks for your time. Thanks to Julie Wraithmill with Audubon, Florida. 
Here's your calendar of events. An open enrollment period will start for the Medicaid Managed Care Program in Indian River, Okeechobee, St. Lucie, Martin, Palm Beach, Broward, Miami-Dade, and Monroe counties. The open enrollment period, which will end November 30th in those counties, allows Medicaid beneficiaries to choose different managed care plans or stay with their current plans. Open enrollment periods will start later in other areas of the state. It's day two for the annual Florida Water Forum held by Associated Industries of Florida, all day at the Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando. The Florida Board of Podiatric Medicine will meet at 9. The State Correctional Medical Authority is scheduled to meet in a conference call also at 9. Former U.S. Senator Bill Nelson, who is now the administrator of NASA, will speak during a meeting of the Economic Club of Florida. That's at noon at the FSU Alumni Center here in Tallahassee. And the Florida Board of Osteopathic Pathic Medicine will meet at four. Wow, this is a long Greg Stubbe with the Greg first Stubbe. pitch and the first swing. It's going to be a home run. Stubbe out of the ballpark into the left field bleachers. Republican Congressman Greg Stubbe showed off his skills on the baseball field during the congressional baseball game. With a government shutdown looming, Congress took time to blow off steam for charity, and Stubbe showed he means business. Stubbe with the very first offering from Pete Aguilar, swings and sends it to left field and out. While everybody's milling with the president, they played baseball, and Stubbe <laughs> wants to bring the attention back to the field. Absolutely. I believe that is the first out-of-the-park home run in this game in more than 40 years. And with that, the Republicans squeezed out a 13-2 win over the Democrats over seven innings. Stubbe caught a pop-up with a tying run on base to clinch the victory. And finally, as you jumpstart your day, thanks for tuning in for today's Sunrise. I'm Tramel Gomes at the Capitol, inviting you to join us again next week for a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture.